of the Lord. We appreciate our worship team. It's good to have Brother Anthony back with us today. He's on a little vacation last couple of weeks. It's good to have him back on today. Amen. Praise God. I want you to go with me to Romans chapter 3. I want to look at verse 22 and 23. Romans 20, or excuse me, chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. We've been looking at this scripture. Um, the last couple of weeks, we had a guest speaker the last two weeks. And uh, Pastor Tony was here. The week before last, Pastor Jordan spoke last week and did a great job. And, uh, but we want to continue on this thought of righteousness. And I want to talk to you today about the free gift of righteousness. The free gift of righteousness. Amen? Amen. Let's look at this. Uh, verse 22. There it says, even... The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, uh, who all are believe. That's the second part of that, right? Amen. What's verse 20? There we go. That's 23 there. Do we have the first part of 22 or just the part B? Amen. Got it, Brian? Stand up there and read it for me. been made righteous, amen, justified. This is a gift. I've told you in weeks past that when you are saved, you receive the gift of righteousness. You're, you're born into righteousness, justified, declared righteous. We are righteous for no other reason than God made us righteous, amen. And so this is where we are today. And when, when we sin, what we do to make it right with God is 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9 said, If we freely admit that we have sinned and confessed our sins, he is faithful. Somebody say faithful. And just, which means true to his own nature and promises. And will forgive our sins and continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So it is God's nature to, to, is, is to be righteous, but also it's his nature to forgive and to cleanse us. Amen. And some people think that God is mad. We've, we, you know, that's 
old news perhaps to you, but some people still think that God is mad and waiting to punish them, but the reality of it is he's waiting to forgive you. He is waiting to make you righteous, to cleanse you. And so it isn't just a, it isn't a feeling that we go on. We receive forgiveness by faith. And so that's the reason why the same way that we become a Christian is the same way we receive his righteousness, and it isn't about feelings. How many have ever been woke up one morning and you didn't feel saved? Amen. And the rest of you are lying or too holy for me. Amen. Because all of us, it doesn't matter about where we are in life. There are times in our life when we don't feel saved. We don't feel like doing the right thing. We don't feel this or that or the other. But the reality of it is we're saved not on our feelings. Thank God we can feel something, right? He's a God that you can feel, but we don't go on our feelings. We go on the fact of his word that we have been forgiven. And so many people think that they have to do something and, and, and the reality of it is, is it's a simple act of believing his word that we are forgiven. Amen. And some folks don't believe that forgiveness is that simple. But the Bible says that you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is raised from the dead and that he is your savior, your Lord, and you agree with that, you confess that and you begin to walk that out, he said, then we are new creation in Christ Jesus, right? The old has passed away and now the new has come. And so we have to believe that we receive forgiveness so that we can move on from where we have been. Religion tells us that we're an old wretched worm. Religion tells us that we're an old sinner saved by grace. No, I'm not an old sinner. I'm, I'm a new creation. And the old is gone and the new has now come. And Christ lives in me. Amen. And so the hope of glory is on the inside of me. And so today we are forgiven. And we are, we are too many times we're concerned about uh, the past instead of what has been done to us. We have been made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. We've been made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. Human nature will tell you that forgiveness cannot be that easy. You've got to do something more than just ask Jesus to forgive you for your sins to be forgiven. But it, the reality of it is, it is that simple for your sins to be erased, to be eradicated. Hebrews 8 and 12 says that he remembers them no more. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Psalms 103 and verse 12, he said, as far as the east is from the west. So far has he removed our transgressions from us. Amen. There ought to be somebody more happy about it than that. He removed them. Amen. As far as the east is from the west, you cannot, they don't, do not meet. When you get so far, they're, you're going the other direction. Amen. He said they're so far away and he chooses not to remember them. God chooses to not acknowledge your past sins. 
When you have asked him to forgive you of those sins, he, he chooses to not think about them anymore, to acknowledge them anymore. And too many people are going around asking God to forgive them of something that he, don't, he chooses not to acknowledge. Amen? And the Bible says, who is the accuser of the brethren? Who? Satan, the devil, our adversary. He is the accuser of the brethren. So whenever past sins that we have asked forgiveness for come back to our remembrance, guess who's bringing them? It's not God because he chooses not to acknowledge them. There is cast as far as he's concerned, as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered or brought up against us anymore. Right? And so he chooses that. Some are still talking to God about things that he chooses not to think about. You can choose to continue to suffer if you want to. But it's not going to make you any more forgiven. You can choose to continue to talk to God about it, but, but the fact of it is, is you've got to believe that you have been forgiven. You have to believe that you've been forgiven. This is important to us that we believe that we have been forgiven because if, if it takes that same kind of faith for us to believe that we have become the righteousness of God. And so if we cannot believe that we have been forgiven of our past sins and what we have done, then we, neither will we be able to believe that this act of righteousness is now in us. Amen? And so we have to quit talking about our past sins and start focusing upon our, the righteousness of God. Amen? If you do not receive forgiveness by faith, then the next time you stand before God in prayer, you might be thinking about, God, I just need you to do this. I need you to forgive me of this. No, you need to understand that we, we, we have a guilty conscience and we don't realize that we have been forgiven of these things. And so we don't believe that what we're praying we're going to receive. Amen. People may make you out to be an outcast. They may try to make you feel as though that you don't know what you're talking about. But the reality of it is it takes faith to believe the word of God. And you have to believe what God is, has said in his word. You have to choose to receive that word of God in your life and focus on what God has done for you and not what the devil has done against you. Amen. If you struggle with believing what the Bible is saying, you're struggling with righteousness. You're struggling with the fact that I have been made righteous because righteousness says that you're right with God. Amen. Amen. Even whenever it feels like what has been done or what you have done is wrong. Thank Jesus today that righteousness says that even after you've sinned, you're still the righteousness of God. Although you've got to repent of those sins. Amen. 
You are still the righteousness of God. And so you may not do right, but whenever you repent of those things, he forgives you of those things. He said, if we have, should we, now that grace does abound, should we continue in sin? God forbid. But if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Amen. And so if we fall into sin, we repent of that sin quickly and we continue in his righteousness because he has made us righteous. <coughs> Amen. <coughs> Remember Peter? Cussing Peter? Denying Peter? Amen. But it did not stop him from being what God called him to be. He made wrong choices. He made wrong decisions. But whenever he would cry out to God, God would, for Jesus, would forgive him of that. And he would continue on this process and this journey in his life. We must renew our minds to righteousness and truly understand how it works. Because when we do this, it works in our lives. And we too many, I say we because I'm part of the church for a long time, but we've been seduced by religion. Amen. Throughout our lives, we thought righteousness had to do with what we did right. If I did a good enough good things. If I did this right, if I did this good, if I, if I kept doing this right, then I, I was made righteous by the works that I did. If that were true, we wouldn't need Jesus to come. Amen? But religion has told us that we have to do all these right things and according to what we do right is depend, will determine how righteous we are. But you see, that, that what that really tells us is this, is that that's a Pharisaic spirit. It's the Pharisees that would look at that and say, well, look at me, I'm righteous. I, I, I pay alms. I do good deeds. I do these things. But we cannot make ourselves righteous through good deeds. God said, I will declare as righteous Everyone who receives my son, Jesus, how? By faith. When you're born again, you are declared the righteousness of God. Amen. It's just like in this world, his spoken word brought into reality in the very words that he spoke you are righteous because you accepted the free gift of righteousness. And now it becomes reality in your own life. Amen. In other words, you were born into a family. Amen. You were born into the family. But here's the deal. We, we have sin consciousness versus righteousness conscience. And some are more conscious of their sin than they are of righteousness. And that's the reason why we need the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Because the Bible said what the Holy Spirit does. What does he do? He convicts us of sin and of righteousness. 
Amen. The Holy Spirit will convict you of the thing that you've done wrong. But he'll also remind you that you're the righteousness of God. Amen. That you are the righteousness of God. And so we, we get caught up too many times on the sin and not recognize the righteousness. And whenever we recognize who we are and the righteousness of God that lives inside of us, I promise you, you won't sin as much. You won't. You won't sin as much because Romans 3, he, he, when Paul is dealing with Romans 3 and he says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, he is reminding us in that short phrase about our sin, about us being born into the Adamic nature. But he takes the rest of this verse and he describes to us about the righteousness of God. He isn't imposing upon us saying, look at your sin. He is saying, remember the righteousness of God. Remember that he has made you righteous. Focus on his righteousness. Declare who you are because of who he has created you to be. You have received this free gift of salvation. But when you was bought, brought into the family, you also were made righteous. So now I no longer focus on sin. The thing you focus on is the thing you'll do. The thing you focus on is what you will become. Amen? That's the reason why you've got to be careful what you see, what you hear, what you think on. Right? Because if, you, if you're thinking about sin all day long and you're thinking about it and you're constantly on your mind, guess what? That's what you're going to do. But whenever I'm thinking on the righteousness of God, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are holy, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, think on these things. I'm thinking on the righteousness of God. So guess what? The temptation of the world is going to fade. The more and the more that I focus on His righteousness and that is in me and His word that is in me, then God's word and his righteousness is going to be revealed in my life to a place that I will not be tempted today with what I was tempted with yesterday. Amen. <coughs> Amen. Amen. Psalms 51 and 5 says, Behold, I was brought forth in the state of iniquity. My mother was sinful who conceived me, and I too am sinful. Romans 5 and 12, he said, Therefore, as sin came into the world through one man, and death as a result of sin, so death spread to all men because all men sinned. Stealing, cursing, robbing, lying, fornicating, rebellion is mere result of the sin of our birthright. We were born into sin. But since everyone is born into sin, Paul is saying that God has provided something to counteract our sin. That is his righteousness. Because all have sinned, all can receive the righteousness of God through faith. 
And so sin is our birthright as human beings. Amen. That's our birthright through coming through this, this humanity, human beings. Sin is our birthright. We will sin. However, righteousness is our birthright as children of God, as Christians. Being born into the family of God, this becomes our birthright. Glory to God. Some people say, well, I was born this way. You heard people say that? I was born this way. I was born a thief, a robber, pornography. I, I was born this way, lust. All, well, all you have to do is get born again. Get reborn. Because that was your birthright. People don't surprise me that they sin because we're born to sin. We're after the Adamic nature. That's what, that's what the world does, right? But when we're born again, righteousness becomes our birthright. And we are made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Amen. Righteousness is a free gift that we could not and did not deserve. We didn't earn it. We didn't do something to get it. He gave it to us. Tell your neighbor he gave it to you. Now we know that we are the righteousness through the declaration of what Jesus has done. We have to declare our righteousness. You must accept forgiveness. You must accept salvation. And you must accept righteousness. I am righteous of God right now, regardless of my past, my present, or the future. God has made me righteous, and this is my birthright. Does that mean that I will not sin? No, but it does mean that I have an advocate. And even though that the enemy may come to tempt me, I'm not thinking about sin anymore. I'm thinking about righteousness. <coughs> Amen. I'm thinking about righteousness. How could Jesus walk through a crowd that was wanting to kill him and be untouched? How could he cast out the worst of diseases that the, the physical body had ever seen and he would command healing with fearless confidence? How is it that he could speak to demonic spirits and cast them out and those spirits would flee with terror? How did he stand up in the middle of a storm and command Peace be still. And it happened. It's simple. Jesus had understanding that he was in right standing with the Father. Unquestionable righteousness. Now here's what I need you to understand. Now most of us would agree with that, huh? 
But this is what I need you to understand. He was able to do that. And there's nothing that anyone could say to change his mind. He, he knew who he was. And he knew he was the righteousness of God. But this is what I need us to understand today. That, that he had that right, but so do you. Now, I told you when I started this series or whatever it is, I don't know how long I'll preach it, but what I told you is this, is I believe that righteousness is, is, is the hinges that everything in our relationship with God hinges upon this understanding of righteousness. And this is why. The reason why that we, we don't pray for people with confidence to be healed, to be delivered, to be set free is because we aren't sure. We aren't sure of our righteousness. When you're not sure of something, then you're not going to defend it very well. Amen? Now, I've told you before that, that uh, I'm not interested in being politically correct. So what I'm about to tell you, uh, you, if you don't like it, you can just pray for pastor. But there are very few times you'll ever catch me without having a gun close to me. I'm a gun-carrying preacher. Hope I never have to use it. Amen? But I got one close somewhere just about all the time. Want to see it? <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. But here's the reality. If I don't know whether I own my property or not, and there's a question about whether I own the property or not, then I'm going to be a little cautious about defending my property. Right? I'm going to say, well, I think that I own it. Maybe I own it. I'm not going to get out there with quite the confidence. Right? Are you following me? But because I know that I own the property that my house is on, amen, I'm going to stand at the door when uninvited guests show up. Because how many know that, that if, if somebody comes to your house at 3 o'clock in the morning and comes through the window, it's not Santa Claus. And they're not bringing gifts. Come on. Amen. But this is my house. This is my property. I paid for this. Right? So I have the authority. I have the right. And I'm going to stand with confidence and say you were uninvited. You're, you're here for harm and not good. And you're going to get out of this house. Amen. Now I want to say in the spirit, the reason why we don't have that confidence is because we're not sure of our righteousness we've not settled this issue of righteousness that's the reason Jesus could stand there with great authority and tell the wind to settle to tell the demonic to go to tell sickness to leave their body they said it, he did it with confidence because he knew the righteousness of God. He did not do it. You've heard me say it over and over. He did not do it because he was the son of God. He left that at the throne. He did it as the son of man, full of the Holy Ghost, knew that he was the righteousness of God. And as a result, he did it with authority. 
And so whenever we know who we are in Christ, we can stand and we can declare that that we have the power and we have the right, not because of what we have done, not because we've been so holy, not because we have fasted for 40 days, but simply because we have been made the righteousness of God and His presence is going to flow through our life and miracles are going to take place and hope is going to be restored and joy is going to come because he has made us righteous amen the reason so many believers do not operate at the same level in the power of Jesus while he did was here on earth is because we are not certain that we are the righteousness of God amen we've not been persuaded Many times we are not expecting. We're still thinking about what has our past mistakes, our past failures. But when our faith is mixed with fearless confidence and knowing who we are, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We are confident and we confront sickness with that confidence and declare it to go and leave our lives sin poverty depression we speak with authority and we believe that it's going to happen amen amen people will stand around you and wonder why you think It's supposed to happen just because you said so. I'll tell you why. It's because we're the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. Just as Jesus did it, we are to do it. Amen. But you got to stand in this fearless confidence of his righteousness. We have been made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Righteousness is the ability to stand before God without any sense of guilt or inferior, being inferior. It is us being able to come as children to the Father. Amen? Can you see that? It is us being able to come as children to a Father, our Father. Now, whenever we look at our Father, we we are to have reverential fear, right? We respect them. But we don't go in with intrepid fear. We shouldn't. I know it's all jacked up. But the reality of it is we shouldn't. We, We should be able to go to our Father, talk to them. Amen? Whenever... Dad was here and, and uh, he would, you know, other people couldn't. He was very approachable and all that, but sometimes he was busy. You understand. And uh, whenever he was busy, it what didn't mean that he didn't have time for you, but sometimes you, you might not be able to get a hold of him. But, but I would call him because I'm his son. And he would answer the phone, and I'd say, what are you doing? Oh, I'm in a meeting. <laughs> what are you doing answering this phone? Well, you call me. 
Amen? Because I'm in relationship. He's my father. Amen? And whenever he is my father, then he is never too busy to answer one of his children. And I want to tell you today that Father God is never too busy to answer his children. If you need something, he takes care of it. Amen? I said if you need something, he takes care of it. And so whenever I understand this, I am righteous and therefore I can be healed. I am righteous and therefore I have angelic host protecting me. I am righteous and therefore I always triumph in Christ Jesus. You've probably heard me say it before, but I always win and I never lose. Amen. It may look like it at times in my life. It may look like I'm losing. It may look like that things aren't going my way, but just hang around, baby. Because I always win and I never lose. I'm the righteousness of God and the righteousness of God is going to propel me through the circumstance or the situation that life throws at me because the greater one lives on the inside of me. Amen. He lives on the inside of me. And so we always win and we never lose. Can you make that confession with me today? I always win and I never lose. Let's say it one more time. I always win and I never lose. Now give him a praise for that this morning. Every single promise in the Bible hinges on my acceptance of the righteousness of God. Amen. Every single promise hinges upon my acceptance of the righteousness of God. By simply realizing his righteousness is in me, the wrong in my life now can be fixed. There is nothing that I deal with, spirit, soul, or body, that, that the righteousness of God cannot deal with it and fix it. Amen? Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the problem, I have the right for that situation to be turned around in my life because of the righteousness of God. Everything can be received through God's righteousness that is in me. You are as righteous right now if you're a believer. You're as righteous right now as you're ever going to be. There's nothing that's going to make you more righteous. There's nothing that you can do. You have received this at salvation. Amen. And so it isn't because I've done this or done that. It isn't because I've worked on this or worked on that. It is because he has made me. We've got to get this. We've got to get this. That he has made us righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. I've been saved for a minute now. Been preaching the gospel for 37 years. Been blessed. 
but ain't been perfect. Been blessed, been saved, made the righteousness of God, but still made bad mistakes, bad decisions, bad choices, sinned. Anybody else here sinned since you got saved? Man, the rest of you run up here for lying. <laughs> we've all sinned and we've come short of the glory. That's what he tells us. But the righteousness of God is there. Amen. And so he made us righteous when we were saved and he gave us that hope. Even though we make mistakes, even though we sin, even though we fall short. Amen. <coughs> but what would happen is this is... In my life, whenever I'd sin, I, I would pray more. I'd fast more. I'd go to church more. I, I'd do things to try to, to, to get this, what I had done, what I had done wrong, what I had thought wrong, whatever the things were, I, I would try to fix it by my doing. And that's what religion teaches us. Do it more, do it more. But I want to tell you that you can, you can live up in the church and still, if your mind ain't right, you're still going to sin. If your heart isn't right, don't understand that you've been redeemed. Don't understand that you're the righteousness of God. You can, they can put you in a cave and, and your, your human nature is going to propel you into sin. Amen. And so it wasn't about all my works. It wasn't about all these things that I was trying to do. But I had to come to an understanding that all the praying, all the fasting, all the going to church, that's all well and good. But that is not going to make me righteous. Righteousness is the free gift of God. And whenever I'm trying to do all of these things to try to be met, what I'm telling Jesus is his sacrifice wasn't enough. He wasn't sufficient in what he did at the finished work of Calvary. And so therefore, I've got to do something to make myself righteous. The devil is a liar. Except the devil is a liar. He has made us righteous. Righteousness is not obtained by our works. It is not obtained by praying, going to church, tithing, any of these things. Yes, we do all of those things. But these things we do not trying to get righteous. We do them because we are already righteous. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 says this. For he hath made Jesus to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made, we might be made, we might be made the righteousness of God. We're made righteous. Not by our works, not by what we have done, not what we got it. We've been made righteous. Jesus walked a perfect life, right? He didn't deserve sin, but sin was put upon him. And he had nothing to do with the mistakes that humanity made. 
But you see, he didn't deserve for all this sin to be put upon him. But he did. He didn't deserve for all the mistakes of humanity and sinful humanity to be put upon him. But it was put upon him that we might be made the righteousness of God. When you flip that around, he didn't deserve to be for the sin to be put upon him. But neither do we deserve to walk in righteousness. Amen. We don't deserve righteousness. But God has clothed us with his righteousness. He has called us righteous. We didn't deserve it. We didn't earn it. Amen. But neither did he. But he took that judgment to the cross of Calvary that we could be made righteous. That's the reason why I get nervous whenever religious people start wanting to judge others and point out others' sins. Amen. Point out their faults and their failures. Because the reality of it is none of us earned it. None of us deserved it. Amen. But we have received it. <laughs> Glory to God as a free gift. Born into salvation and born into righteousness. Galatians 6 and 1 said, Brethren, if anyone is overtaken in a misconduct or sin of any sort, you who are spiritual, who are responsive to the uh, controlled by the Spirit, should set him right and restore and reinstate him without any sense of superiority and with all gentleness keeping an attentive eye on yourself, lest you should be tempted also. Amen. This is what the church is supposed to do. This is what the household of faith is supposed to do. Received a call this week of an individual that is been overtaken in a sin and a fault and what we have been trained to do as religious people is we throw them in the trash dump amen don't shout me down it's the truth we throw them in the spiritual trash dump and unqualify them to ever do anything or ever be used and they're just secondary uh, people in the kingdom from now on. But that's not what Galatians 6 tells us. What Galatians 6 tells us, you who are spiritual, you think you're spiritual, then restore. Be a part of restoration. Amen? Be a part of restoration. That's what we're to do when a brother, when a sister is overtaken in a fault and find themselves doing what they should not do, then we, 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 we uh, speak to them, we re bring them into a right setting, and then we restore them. Amen. How? With arrogance? Look at you, you old worm. You did it and I didn't, so I'm better than you. You're going to listen to me. No, the Bible says with humility. 
with humbleness, right? Not with superiority, not with, not with this, you know, condemnation. Because he said you need to be careful because you might find yourself in that same place. Amen. When something is created, the end result is it cannot do anything to help with its creation. Jesus, who never sinned, had been made sin in order that sinful man could be connected or in, born into the righteousness of God. A tree doesn't try to be a tree. By nature, it's a tree. A man doesn't have to try to be a man. By nature, we are a man. We are a woman. Right? And nothing can change our nature. I know there's some crazy people thinks they can, but they can't. It can't happen. Amen? And just as nothing can change my nature, sin cannot change our nature. When our nature has been made the righteousness of God, my nature is to be righteous. So therefore, when you understand this, you understand that because I have been made righteous, then it, I, 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 when I'm conscious of that, I'm going to sin less. going to sin less. Whenever you know, whenever you, you have, have sealed the deal in your heart that you have been saved and you have become the righteousness of God, then you're not going to look at things that you shouldn't be looking at because you're the righteousness of God. You're not going to have thoughts, the thoughts that, that are trying to come into your mind and thoughts that try to invade your mind. You don't, you don't entertain those thoughts because you're the righteousness of God. And the righteousness of God, don't think on those things. Amen. Because we're the righteousness of God, we don't do things, we don't go places that we used to go. Because we're the righteousness of God. Amen. It's quiet in here today. But it's good. It's good. But I'm concerned and, and, and I'm concerned that we get focused on the wrong things. If all I'm concerned, focused on is my sin and the things of the pleasures of the world that I used to do, guess what? That's where I'm going to find myself again. But whenever I connect myself to the righteousness of God, the peace of God, the joy of the Holy Spirit, and He is living on the inside of me, then I'm going to, to guard and protect that righteousness. Amen. I'm going to want His goodness because whatever I'm around is what's going to flourish in my life. Amen. And so I've got to be conscious of Him. We have to renew our minds. Because your flesh will always want to do what your flesh has always wanted to do. Amen? It ain't going to change. Your soul has been saved. What I'm trying to say, your, excuse me, your spirit has been saved the day that you asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins. 
The blood of Jesus washed away your sins. You're as saved as you're ever going to be saved in your spirit. You're righteous in Christ Jesus because you were born into this. Amen? And that's what the spirit is what, what God is talking about whenever he tells us that we are to, we are to be perfect. Are you walking with me? We take on and say, well, how can anybody be perfect? He's not talking about being perfect in your flesh. He's talking about being perfect in your spirit. You've been made perfect. Amen. So your spirit is, is saved and it's as saved it's ever going to be. Your soul is being saved. You receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. We'll talk about that in a minute. Well, let's just talk about it right now. Your soul is being saved as I receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. James, what is it? James uh, 1 verse 21. <coughs> Therefore, get rid of all moral, filthy, and evil that is so prevalent and humble accept the word planted in you which is able to save your souls amen this is the reason why we've got to get in the word of God I said this is the reason why we've got to get in the word of God because we've got to renew our minds the mind of Adam wants to live in the flesh but the mind of Christ wants to live in the spirit. <laughs> Glory to God. And so he wants to live in us and we, we renew our minds. That, the word soul there, suke, your mind, your will, your emotions. Right? And so my mind has to be renewed. How's it renewed? Through the word of God. Romans 12 and verse 2 said, Do not be conformed to this world or this age, the fashioned after the uh, adopted of this, its external superficial customs, but be transformed or changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideas and its new uh, attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Amen? So don't be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your suke, your mind, your will, your emotions. You renew, you renew your mind by learning all the rights that you have as a righteous person. Amen. Learn your rights. If you don't know your rights, then you can't stand for your rights. The devil will beat you around all the days of your life. Well, it just must not be not God's will. No, you don't know your rights. You don't know what Jesus did for you. And as a consequence of you not knowing... I made a sub-note for me right here. You ever heard what you don't know won't hurt you? I put this, what you don't know will kill you. If you don't know 
that you're the righteousness of God, if you don't know that you have the right and you're the heir and the joint heir with Christ Jesus, if you don't know that by his stripes you were healed, if you don't know that you're the redeemed of the Lord, if you don't know, amen, that, that you have the right to everything that pertains to life and to godliness, if you don't know that the goodness of God has, has led you to repentance and your sins are washed away, cast as far as the east is from the west, never to be remembered against you anymore, and now I stand as the righteousness of God and the defender of the word of God in the earth then I can declare as Jesus did amen peace be still and it will be so but if I don't know that I'm just going to let the storms roll all around me amen people often think that by being born again a person automatically enters into perfection Because we put on this facade, we put on this, you know, we're, we don't, we ain't never sin, we're all that in a bag of chips. Amen. And now, since we go to church, we don't ever think about or do nothing wrong. We're here, but we ain't of this world. We're just uh, walking around and if you'd look closely, if you were spiritual enough, you could see my halo. Amen. But the reality of it is, is we, we haven't been transformed yet. Amen. But we have been made the righteousness of God by faith. You are right, the righteousness of God. By faith, you have been made the righteousness of God. A successful life is the fruit of the mind renewed through the word of God. Now I'm not standing here today as one saying that I have obtained it. But I'm thankful today that I'm not what I have been in the past. Amen. My mind is being renewed. Romans 5 and 17 says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign or rule in life by one Jesus Christ. And so, in other words, those who receive the gift of righteousness rule in this life. <clears throat> when you accept that righteousness, then we rule and we reign over our circumstances. We rule and reign over the environment we rule and reign and we declare the righteousness of God is inside of us and has made us righteous right and so we stand with boldness and declare it this this my brothers and sisters I am convinced this is the reason why the church in America is weak and anemic we don't believe this we don't believe it and when we don't believe it we don't exercise authority Amen. The devil doesn't rule in the earth. I'm almost done in case you're looking at your watch. The devil doesn't rule in the earth. The righteousness of God rules in the earth. And I have been made the righteousness of God. 
And so therefore, whenever we are made the righteousness of God, and those who have been made the righteousness of God rule over cancer, rule over debt, rule over our enemies. We rule over the things that the enemy has brought into our life because we have dominion and authority in the earth. Amen? Amen? So the question is, do we believe it? Do we believe it? Righteousness means I'm in right standing with God. He has made me righteous. Now I've got to begin to live and enforce it in the earth. Amen? Righteousness is the act of being able to go before God and stand in his presence without the sense of guilt, shame, or inferiority from his righteousness. He's made me righteous. You may know that whenever you are when a little child has done something wrong at the house, you don't have to ask them, did you do this or do that? They come into the room with their head down. And you know who the culprit is. Is it true? Because that's the adamant nature. They know they've done wrong. They knew they was told not to play with that or told not to throw that ball, told not to do this or that, and yet they did it. And now they busted the chandelier or they broke a window. And they come in under that adamant nature with their head down, knowing they've done wrong. And too many times we as believers, we know we've done wrong and we come in and we, with our heads down and, we, we, and oh, we're unworthy, we're a worm and we go back to all that. No, you don't flip back and forth. You've made the righteousness of God. What you need to do is ask Father God, forgive me. Amen. Forgive me of my sin. So that you can move forward. And let that righteousness be revealed. Religion tells you when you do wrong, go and hide, Adam. Amen. Go and hide. Clothe yourself in the best garment that mankind, humanity can make. And try to cover up your sin. But relationship says, the father says to the child, come. They run into the father's arms and accept his forgiveness. And I want to tell you today, that's the father we're serving. He loves us. He's reaching out to us. And even when we do sin, if we, should we have sinned because grace abounds? God forbid, no. But if we do, don't go and hide, Adam. Run to the Father. 
let him forgive you. Amen. Because you've been made the righteousness of God. Glory to God. Father, we love you today. Thank you for what you've done for us, that you've made us a part of your family. You've grafted us in through the blood of Jesus Christ. You have redeemed us and made us righteous. God, I thank you for that today. Now let us come into that knowledge. Let us come into that revelation. Let us come into to the place that we believe it until it becomes our declaration that we are the righteousness of God. We are the enforcers of heaven in the earth because we have this right, not because we're so holy, not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus done. And because of that, we'll be enforcers of your word in the earth. Help us to stand up bold with confidence, knowing that you have made us righteous and you have made us whole through the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you for this today. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I want to pray for a few people today. I'm going to pray for